What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, she is here, our host of the Red Hot Real Estate Group and the Red Hot Real Estate Show from Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello. Good morning. I'm always so happy to see you. Also happy to have our friend from Cross Country Mortgage, Mr. Phil Olson, in the building as well. Good morning. Phil, let's make sure we get that NMLS number out of the way, please. NMLS 238103, NMLS Company 3029, Cross Country Mortgage. Yes, okay, and we um, actually, I think, Ellie, if we could just pull up a different mic for Phil. I'm not sure if we have the right one on, so let's try that again. Phil, go ahead and step on up to the mic and talk for me for a second. Get behind the curtain. <laughs> Which one are you going to use? How about now? No, use the other one that you're on. Now you're making it worse. <laughs> just stay on the one you're on, that one right there. Just All hit right. on for me. <laughs> there we go. Now talk, and let's see how that's all happening. right. That's Very a little good. better. There we go. Thank Company you. <laughs> NMLS three zero two nine NMLS two three eight one zero three. We'll just it'll just sound like he's down the block. A little. It does sound a little weird. We'll fix yeah. that later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Huh. All right, Ellie. We're gonna move to five. Yeah. Let's get on mic five because I I can't get uh, six to respond at yeah, all. So, so let's yeah. try five. So let's do that and let's try this again. All right. There we go. There we That's go. that melodious Phil Olson Love voice. All right. Love- Thanks, NMLS Ellie. 238103, company NMLS 3029, Cross Country Mortgage. Perfect. There's something over there not plugged in that we'll mess with later. Mm-hmm. That's why we have multiple mics here in this studio. Yes. So, um, okay, so we have, we've been strategizing. Okay. About you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love being the center of attention. We do. But, I mean, part of what we were talking about is that I'm not so out of the norm in comparison to some of our other my talkers out there that maybe be interested in going, well, what's the next deal that I'm going to do? What am I going to do? Because we do talk about people finding a way to be able to, you know, are you going to have multiple properties? Are you going to expand into something else? And, and what are you going to do? And and looking at that, like we were talking a lot about dreaming and goal setting uh, on our previous, uh, previous show, The Financial Health and Wealth Show. And talking about that from a perspective of real estate and owning property is part of that. And being able to see... How can you dream into that? And then having the right people in your circle, like Mimi and Phil, that you can go, here's what I'm thinking. How do we get there? Well, we've already figured it out. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Don't you love it? I'm ready. So, so what we think, so is it okay to talk frankly Absolutely. about your situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Miss Shannon is an entrepreneur <laughs> and a property owner extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. And we believe that her next step to wealth is to... <laughs> Purchase another multifamily unit. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, this is what you and I were talking about for Miss mm-hmm. Shannon. Yep. We say, okay, Miss Shannon, we're going to take you out of your unit, your duplex. Right. And we're going to put a HELOC on your property. Mm-hmm. Home equity line of credit. Correct. And we're exactly. going to use that. We're going to use that for reserves and down payment. We're going to okay. take that. You're going to use that for your reserves and your down payment. You're going to take both sides of your unit since you've owned it for two years. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be able to take 75% of your rents towards your qualification. Okay. In addition to your income. Right. W-2s and 1099s. Okay. And then we're going to take you and move you as your primary residence so that you're able Able to purchase for the least amount down, and that would be how much, Phil? Five percent. Five percent, and we're going to move you into there. Mm-hmm. And now you've got 
maybe a fourplex. You've got three other sides renting from you. You're living in one, and you've got the other duplex fully rented. you got Fair four enough. sources of income coming in now. Four okay. sources of income, and you're probably not even going to have to make a payment yourself because your tenants have paid for your buildings. Right. Both buildings. And the thing that I like about that is I do, you know, as we are talking about moving on stuff, we do talk a lot about rent and, and how things are increasing those other things, but it's also a matter of what we talked about is having these, I'll say it so you guys don't have to, these big box uh, people that came and bought up all the houses and mm-hmm. made it impossible for small people like myself Listen, and other people to be able to do but, stuff or for people to even buy houses and properties but like But believe it. it or not, the Zillows and the Redfins of the world, mm-hmm. They're going out of business. That's what they're, I've been okay, reading. I didn't say that. But that I've been reading that, and I'm glad. But, I'm glad it's like, yeah. I don't I'm know that saying, that's true. I'm right. You can't do it. They're going out of business, but what they're doing is they're getting out of the buying the house That's what I'll scenario. say. Okay. You're talking yes. about iBuyers. Yes. yes. Okay, and that is true. That's, mm-hmm. That business model has slowed down right now. We don't know if it's gone or if it's just temporarily halted. Right. Um. But we are seeing that. And it is opening up again for individuals mm-hmm. and, and people who want to be able to not only get their first host, but other people where you're like, no, I just want these couple of properties. And here's your I'm a steward of this community. So you know, I'm going to real quick. I've got a stat here. OK, okay that really applies to what we're talking about. How much does a house go up in value in 10 years? OK, after all, capital growth is one of the main reasons people invest in residual or residential real estate. It is often said over the long term, the average annual growth rate for a well-capital city property is 7%, which means your property doubles in 10 years. So you bought it for one fifty, Right. 10 years later, it's worth 300000 And in the next segment, I've got a, a very great story about a, a multimillionaire and they made all their money off of buying just one property and then buying other properties. Okay, right. folks. So here's a, here's something that I want all of our listeners to, to be very much aware of. You do not have to buy property here in the Twin Cities for us to help you. Right. Okay, so we're connected all over the globe. If Literally, if you want to live in Indonesia, we have a realtor for you. All you have to do is let us know where you would like to go. Now, we also know areas in the country that are maybe didn't appreciate as rapidly as what we have seen here in the Twin Cities. Maybe that's a good place for you to go and right. buy your first investment property. Let's talk about Ohio. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are we going to see some good values there or perhaps Michigan, Illinois, North Dakota? Iowa, yeah, you know, so Mm -hmm. where is it that you are going to be able to see value? Um, Phil, you know, you are connected. You're in a national company. We can help people get mortgages anywhere. I I can get mortgages anywhere in the continental United States. Now, I can't help somebody in Indonesia. (laughs) That's okay. You know, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for us to finally hit that one thing. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac (laughs) are not governed in Indonesia. You don't know. Now, you hadn't even tried. (laughs) You didn't even call to talk to Fannie Mae. All right. Well, guess what? I'll start making some phone calls for you Monday. I'm just curious. And Mm. Mimi, I know you've been doing a great job of bringing in a bunch of statistics and stats. And so what kind of numbers are we sharing today to tell people what's going on with our market? You know, in the Twin Cities, 
inventories right now, what we're seeing is we're hovering right around 1.9 months of inventory when normal is between five and six. Mm -hmm. Um, Our average sale or average, I think, median sales price is right around 355. Okay. Um, So Phil and I were talking about this. There seems to be, we're just, this is like intuition, Hmm. some pent up energy out there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm telling you what, y'all. If you ever want to get a deal as a buyer, right now, this time of year, is the best time ever. If you don't think that somebody selling a house between the holidays is motivated. <laughs> right. They're like, you, can we get this done as a present to me? Let's get this done. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, who knows? Maybe they need to move. Maybe they need to downsize. Maybe they've already yep. bought a place and they're keeping the heat going, keeping the driveway plowed. Right. That's not fun to do if you're not living there. Well, one of the things that, you know, I was talking to a friend last night at dinner and he was in that situation where he was saying that he and his partner were those people where they had, they were putting offers down all the time a couple, not even like a couple of years ago and, and getting rejected and all these things. And like we've talked about before were those people that just went, okay, we give up and we're just going to go keep renting. You know, kind of thing. And and what you've been saying over the last few shows are now's the time for you to get back in there. You know, $1,600 for an apartment, a two-bedroom apartment, is the average rent in Minneapolis. $1,600. That's a lot of money you're paying for your landlord. It is. I've I've had 13 buyers here over the last, oh, I would say 45 days that have decided to take the leap. They tried taking the leap before. Right. Of those 13, I've got 10 purchase agreements. Oh, They've gotten houses. Wonderful for them. They've gotten houses. Because it was house. tough. It, it, it was demoralizing for a lot of people at that I'm, in the height of the frenzy. 50% of my clients, they're the only offer. They're the only offer. Well, multiple offers are still but, happening. Oh, yes. Yeah. But well, like I said, 50%, they yeah. were right. the only offer. Right. Well, we know that it's happening because it's happening to me. Right. Um, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, Phil, I think what we should tell everybody is now is such a good time for them to, to get off the ledge. If mm-hmm. somebody is afraid right now, Phil, and they want to buy, they, they really, really do, and they're qualified to do it, but they're just they're uncertain about this environment that we're in with inflation, right. with, the, you know, rates. What would you advise them? I, I would I would advise them to at least talk with me and have an have an open discussion because there's so many different ways that we can manipulate a loan right. to make it work even based on the current rates. And I mean, folks, rates have come down. I just quoted six and a quarter here this morning. We were above seven. Right. But two weeks ago. Okay. okay. Well, and, when we come back from the break, we're gonna talk about a millionaire. In the making. Right. We'll also take your calls. It's a great show to get all of them out into the ether. You can call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Group here on My Talk 1071. Okay, we got those new winter guides as well, right? So they're they're not they brand new, but they're new ish. Okay, perfect. This week. There we go. Brand new, y'all. Yay. All yes. right. If you are thinking about buying or selling, you want one of these guides, they're free and they're updated quarterly. All you got to do is request them. Right. And it's so easy to get them. So easy. Mm -hmm. Just asking. Right. You've no idea what kind of torture that I receive during these breaks here. Oh, (laughs) stop. I'm just (laughs) 
I'm just going to tell you. We've been picking on Mimi. Oh, my gosh. You say picking. I say supporting and amplifying. All right. We were saying that it's time for you to take some new headshots, and you're just one of those people that hates taking pictures, but you deserve to have fun, and we're going to go have a good time. I'm going to put a horse on my next card. With a lips with red lipstick. You're, like, you're just you gonna go. be here's a horse, here's some butterflies, like all the things that represent. I don't think you, but I need you. a picture anyway. What's the point? I can't what? right. I disagree. I don't know. I think you do need a picture. Yeah, Miss Shannon's gonna be beautiful. Miss Shannon is gonna. She's just yeah. I said I'll go with you. I'll she's bring gonna, a bottle of wine. She's gonna my do sister, my makeup. Y'all. My sister is oh. no. My sister is the makeup artist okay. in the family, and she's very good at it. Yeah. So we'll come hang out with you. It'll be mm. fun. So anybody and else? I just want to say Phil does not get the same during the break. No, no. Okay, oh, I get it all the time. From he gets you too. different stuff. <laughs> We're all like, put on this pastel shirt. And I'm he's your, like, I'm oh, your punching bag all the time. He doesn't look as cute in the winter, does he? No, because he's all he's like, extra like, layered gray. up. He's gray. <laughs> Not just hair, but it's some colors. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. I don't know, Phil. All right. We're talking Back about to wealth. Yes. Real estate is your very, very best bet against inflation, against all kinds of things. Because they don't make any more of it. Right. It's wonderful. And it's your fastest way to wealth. Phil's got a great story of somebody he knows personally that bought a house a year. And tell the story, Phil. All right. So this is a gentleman that I've known for about, oh, about 15 years. Okay. He was a loan officer. And then he decided to get into real estate investment. And his first property was a triplex. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he lived in the triplex. Yes. Okay. The gentleman now owns 40 properties. Okay. In 12 years time. Wow. Okay. Okay. Single family condos, townhomes, multi-units. They're all residential properties, no commercial. He average nets income of $16,000 per month. Okay. Totally. That sounds amazing. What's even cooler about this story is back in 2018, his net worth of his properties was $7.8 million. Okay. 2018. 2018. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Now worth, it is $12 million, an increase of $4.2 million. Uh, he positively cash flows on a yearly basis $192,000 a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. And do you need to be a financial guru to do this? No. No. No, you don't. You have to have good common sense. You have to know your numbers. Mm-hmm. But the math that you have to do is really addition, subtraction, and percentages. Okay. All right. And you have to understand that you as an investor, if you're not making at least 10 to 12% annually, okay, it's probably not a good investment. And so it's trying it, to decide the kind of properties and what you're going to be able to do with them? Correct. Okay. And, and when people decide to get become like this gentleman, they're not looking at the house as, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. No. It's a property. It's it's a property. Mm-hmm. But he started living in one. And then guess what he did? Just like we told you. Mm-hmm. He then decided to buy another property. 
He moved out of his property. He rented out the third unit. He bought another triplex. Right. Now, when he bought that property, okay, he converted his property to a full rental, the one he lived in. Now he made the next one a primary residence, all right? And now I think he had to put like 10% down. Okay. But he made all this money over a period of two years. And after two years, he was able to buy a property once a year. Okay. And some of those properties are quads that he buys. Okay. All right. I think the interesting thing is that when you're using this as your strategy to continue to, as you're saying, build wealth, it's not... Well, every time I'm going to cash out and do this, it's no, I'm going to reinvest in this as a, as a strategy. And, is what and, it seems and like. as, as a property doesn't become as good of investment property, mm-hmm. then he sells it. Okay. And then he pockets all that equity. Okay. But then he's rolled this equity from property to property to property. That's when it's, that's when it becomes a system. Okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about a statistic that Bloomberg came out with, the wealth disparity for older Americans. Okay. Um, and when we're talking about older Americans, it's uh, not, it's 65 and over for households that age. Uh, if you're renting, if you're one of the high, uh, high income quartiles, that you're at 334,000 in your wealth. If you are a homeowner and you're in that high quartile of income earners, your net wealth is 1.3 million. The disparity is is staggering. It right? is staggering. Over a million dollars of difference. Wow. I, I cannot tell you the number of people that have called me that have never owned a house in their whole life. Right. And they're 55 or 60. But but here's where I think they're afraid. Mm-hmm. They're going. I've never been a homeowner. Yes, folks. You going from that rental, owning a house, I already gave you the statistic. The house value will probably double in 10 years. Even if you plan on retiring maybe to Florida or Arizona or whatever the case may be, you're not going to make that money in the markets because over the last 12 years, the markets are not up like real estate is. I was talking to a friend of mine that's in that particular age group, and and what I was talking to her about, this is why you should start the process and work on it, is that she's also, back to what you're saying about being fearful and all this stuff, you come up with all these reasons why you can't or what you're doing. So she's like, oh, I have to have this much money saved up. I have to have this. I'm like, I have to pay this down. I'm like, go talk to the professional and see. They will tell you what you really have to do. You are mentally disqualifying yourself before you even talk to the people that do this for if, a living. If you have paid your taxes, mm-hmm. you're you're good. Okay, <laughs> right? That's, that's 90% of it. Your tax returns. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, I mean, tax returns, W-2s, yes. paycheck stubs. I mean, it, it's it's really simple if if you, and getting back to the story of this millionaire, mm-hmm. he started when he was 30 years old. Right. He's 42. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he's literally turned this into, it's a full-time occupation. Right. Perfect. Well, when we come back, we're going to talk about keys to buying investment homes. Right. You also can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show.
Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. Also available as a podcast. You can get this episode and every episode if you just go to our website, go to MyTalk1071.com, use that keyword Red Hot. And, and we don't only razz each other during the break. We actually do other stuff too. But we were talking about why wrapping your head around this concept of home ownership is kind of difficult for some people. And maybe it's because it wasn't modeled for you when you were younger. Like, I was fortunate that I got to watch people around me who owned a home. Um, So even when we were renting uh, later, I'd seen both sides. So I could understand, no, it is kind of an expectation that you're going to be like these people on TV and own a house. So, So here's the thing. I think most people have a significant amount of pride. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to appear foolish. And please, if you know somebody that doesn't own a home and you think that they could, it's probably because they're afraid. Mm-hmm. And it's probably because they don't know what they don't know. Right. But that's where we can help them. We can help them. If they are writing a check for their rent, they... It's the same. It's the same. Yes. You're paying somebody's mortgage. You may as well pay your own. All right. Um, We're going to talk about a couple of things, and then we're going to talk about 11 keys to buying investment homes. But I wanted to tell you that there is a a stat that I just read um, that millennials have a higher average 401k balance than Generation X did when they were the same age. And millennials are now between 40 or 41 and 22-ish. That's their age bracket. That's what I read. Yes. Um, I could be wrong. Does it give you any additional information? 22 to 41. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so a big big Big, age bracket. Big age bracket. Um, Because I have have thoughts. Okay, let's hear them. (laughs) Well, I mean, because when we talk about uh, 401ks, we have to remind ourselves that that's not a... like a really old product. It's still kind of a newer product. So once we get to the the boomers, that wasn't necessarily a thing that they were doing. And so I still think it was newer for all of us Gen Xers and that it wasn't explained as well, just because I know that because we've talked about this uh, on on the Financial Health and Wealth Show before. And so educating uh, people the way that they use their 401k, I think was better by the time our older millennials were in the job market, okay. that it was an expectation to, at the bare minimum, put in what your employer would match, kind of at least set it and forget it. And it was a common product by the time we got to that particular well, generational group. Yep. And I bring this up mm-hmm. because I think that a lot of people may not know that you can use your 401k as part of your down payment. Right. Phil, talk Be- a little bit about that. People use their 401k all the time. Now, when you're you're using money and you're going to borrow against your 401k, right? There's a lot of benefits to that. the The first benefit is Uncle Sam isn't going to take one penny of your money. So, right. um, so let's just imagine we borrow thirty thousand from the 401k. You're, and we're saying borrow, not tap out, not, not tap cash out. out, not that. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. You tap out, you're going to pay capital gains, yes. and you're going to pay the IRS. But your your standard 401k plan has a plan administrator and they will tell you, okay, you can borrow this amount of money and normally it's 50% or $50,000, whichever is the lesser of the two. Right. And normally it's at an interest rate of three and a half to four and a half percent. Now here's the great news. The interest you're going to pay, you're paying to yourself. So in other words, 
that interest every month goes back into your 401k with the payment and it actually buys you more stock and it gets you more dividends. Right. So you're not losing anything by tapping into that. And I would tell you right now, hmm, I would say 35% of my buyers out there are using that, especially first time home buyers are using that as a, as a income stream right. or re- uh, asset stream. Mm-hmm to help them fulfill their house purchase. Okay, Phil, so do, and I'm sure it's different for every plan, but ballparky, um, how how fast do they need to repay that? And, you know, how do they, how, how do you discipline yourself to do that? Okay, well, two parts. It takes three to five days to get the money. Right. So it's, it's very fast. I have seen terms Anywhere is ranging between five and 15 years. I'm not going to tell you. It's it's different with every firm, okay? But the good news is, is it doesn't require a lot of paperwork. It's a phone call. They send you one document. And, oh, by the way, there's your check three to five days later. And you might go, so when do you, in the mortgage process, do that? I will do that at the latest point possible. Why? Why? Because that way they don't have to make a payment right away. Okay. Normally, I'll tell a client we want to initiate that at around day 20 to closing. That way you have your money by day 10. Okay. Is it something that the consumer has to do before we even get under contract? What's getting under contract? Buyers and sellers agree to a purchase agreement. The sellers have agreed to sell you the house. That's when we would initiate that down the road. What am I going to require up front? Show me your 401k statement and make the phone call to the plan administrator and say, hey, do I have the ability to withdraw the funds? 95% of 401ks will allow you to withdraw the funds. I have seen some issues with union 401ks. Okay. I'm not going to say that's across the board, but it's a conversation for us to have. And it's a really good strategy Uh, especially if you have a home that you're going to be selling and perhaps you're going to be buying first and then selling second, and then you take that money and you pay yourself back. So then is it kind of like your own personal variety of a bridge loan, which you've talked about you've done before? So instead of getting a bridge loan through your mortgage broker or This is better than a bridge loan. Okay, Okay, because in a bridge loan, you're going to have closing costs that you're going to pay to a third party. Okay. Here, there are no closing costs to take out a 401k loan. Right. All right. So if I were to be advising a client and looking at their multitude of assets, I might tell them to use that asset. And oh, by the way, there's no prepayment penalty. Fair enough. So if I come into money and I want to pay off my 401k in a year, Mm -hmm. let's say we use the 401k to help buy the house. And now we sell our other house down the road. Now we take the income or the asset that we received from the sale and now you pay your 401k back right we've worked with multiple people that have done this and it's a it's a great strategy um if if you're a worrier it can kind of worry (laughs) you if you've got like certain amount of days that you have to pay it back before you start getting interest or what have you 
Um, but those are the kinds of things and the kind of things that we talk about during a consultation and make a plan for what, what we're going to do for your strategy because every single consumer that's buying and selling, they're unique in yes. their own way. They're, they're none exactly the same. And one of the things we were talking about during the break was the difference between a scheme and a strategy. And when you have a team where you can go, no, here's the strategy, and this is how we put all of the pieces together so that we can get to this end goal. And so that for our warriors out there, it's, no, here's how it works. We've done this process before. Here's our idea for it. So it's not a matter of, oh, I have to remember, I have to, this like, no, this is the likelihood of the way that things are going to transpire to take the worry out of things. And, and one of the things that I do, even though I have my clients apply online, mm-hmm. once I work up their application, I have a consultation with them. And then I go back to the assets again. And I'm asking, are there other things you have? Because I want to know everything you have. It's not that I want you to tell me everything you have, but it gets back to that. Let's put together a strategy. Right. And depending on what you're going to do, maybe we use one of those specific assets. Such as, Phil, for instance. Um, what do people forget to tell you that they have? Oh, they frequently forget to tell me that they don't have, it is a life, a whole life insurance policy, mm-hmm. that they're receiving dividend income on their tax returns, uh, that they have, they have a side job that they've been claiming uh, for two years on their tax returns, um, they don't tell me necessarily about bonuses or uh, tip income. What I do is I take a look at the application and then I ask myself good questions. That leads me to ask the client good questions. Like, where does this money come from? What's oh, this other pile? C- right. Correct. Mm-hmm. And there's some people, they're fearful. Mm-hmm. They don't want to tell me everything. Right. But when you're doing a mortgage and you're strategizing, how is the best way to maneuver this loan and get the consumer what they want at maybe a cheaper price? That's where my expertise in this field comes into play, helping that client. Perfect. Um, A lot of people ask me about foreclosures. Okay. That seems to be, people think they're going to be coming in a flood. Right now here on our MLS in the Twin Cities we have in the category of foreclosures, REO, lender owned, or potential short sale in the whole 16 county metro, active and available for you to purchase, 87. Okay. 87. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they are happening. But I will tell you that according to the New York Fed, uh, for Q3, for, excuse me, from Q1 to Q3, Last this year, there na- nationwide have been eighty eight thousand nationwide. So when we get back, can we talk? I mean, because it's been a while since we hit this. Why we think it's going to be different than when this happened before, and then some more information on how we can help people if they're trying to move into their first or maybe future investment properties. Is it cool if we hit uh, that? Hundred percent. All right, and we can also take your calls. You can be part of the show. Call us at six five one six four one one zero seven one. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the finance. I'm sorry. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm sorry. We were making jokes in the thing and I got ahead of myself. Um, so- we have our next comedy act. <laughs> well, I, 
I mean, but it's true. When, you, when you're right, makes your butt bigger. Bigger, because you're sitting there living on cortisol, eating your feelings because you don't <laughs> like the rate and staying in a house you hate. Um, and so, I mean, real talk. We were talking about, uh, as we went to break, we were talking about why people are still like, well, maybe if I sit around, there's going to be more foreclosures like there were back in 2007, 2008, and I'm going to get a deal, so I'm going to wait. Um, and Not so happening. I understand why some people are worried about that. We did talk a lot in the midst of the shutdown about how there were these forbearances and these other things. And so I get it why people are going, all this stuff is coming due. Maybe this is how it's going to happen. We're going to end up having all these things happen. But why is that not the case this time? Be- the key word is equity. Okay. Mm-hmm. That is the differentiator between the down market that happened in the last bad recession and now. Properties have appreciated so much that homeowners have an average of over $300,000 in equity that they've gained over the last several years. That is a lot of money. So if you say, for instance, Miss Shannon, that you, your friend had to do a forbearance during the pandemic. Right. Okay. So in the last two years, what is a forbearance? It's when your mortgage company creates a deal for you. So maybe they, you didn't have to make a payment for a certain amount of time. When you did have to start making your payments, how did that, how did that look? Right. Well, did you have to pay the interest up front and the, in the, and all of the payments or was that added to the back of your mortgage? All kinds of different things. There will be some people that will not understand right. what has what that meant, except for the fact that they didn't have to make a payment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so when the added interest or when the payments start happening again, and if they are more than what they were before, it can cause a panic. Right. And it so the difference today is the fact that those homeowners most likely have equity. So don't let yourself get into a short sale or don't let the house go back to the bank, sell the house and cash out. Right. And then wait. But but at the same point in time, I recommend you call Mimi and not be calling these I buyer, I seller uh, firms because I have seen the on the average those companies are going to offer you a haircut right. of 20 to 25% on your house. But they're going to tell you, we'll make it simple. Oh, by the way, there's no showings. Right. Hey, sign this paperwork. We'll get you a check here in 10 days. Folks, if your house is 300000 really, you're going to walk away from $60,000? Yeah. Don't do that, folks. Uh, We can help you get resources to clean your house out. It is not a thing. And like Phil was saying, there's absolutely no reason when we're in a seller's market for you not to get full price for your house. The very best price that the market will bear. And that's what we do is we help people get the most for their house. And Phil is right. Call us. Right. Let us help you. Uh, you can reach me directly at 651-578-2218. And at the very least, call and request one of the buyer and seller guides. Right. We have that information. It's nationwide information. It's relevant. It's current. And nobody's sitting here worried about judging you or saying, oh, I, you know, I this think is what a lot, we, right. it's this what is you what, do. This is what we do. And guess what? We've got carpet cleaning services. We've got painters. We've got laborers. We've got people that can help you fix your house. And oh, by the way, when you say, Phil, we don't have any money, I go, well, let's take a look at your situation and maybe I do a small home equity loan 
all right, that all your contractors then get paid at time of sale. Yes. There are lots of ways that we can help you make more money. If if you're not getting a fair market value for your house in a seller's market, something is wrong. Right. Something is really wrong. Mm -hmm. And we don't want that for you guys. Exactly. So anyway, back to the foreclosure. That's why I don't think that we're going to have an issue again. It Are we going to see it increase? Probably. Because there will be people who maybe didn't have enough time to build up equity. Um, maybe there's lots of different reasons why we might see an additional surge of foreclosures, but it right. certainly could never, in, in my mind. 07, 08. Yes. The market was flooded at 50% with short sales and foreclosures. In 2009, there were 2 million foreclosures. Because I just read an article, too, that a, a big differentiating factor between what was going on right now, where they're saying that builders were slowing down um, at this point. So there's like what you're talking about all the time about how we don't have this glut of inventory that we had does not appear to be changing either. It won't change. It can't change. And it has to do with a couple things. There's a lot of people out there, especially your first time home buyers that are looking for properties between 200 and 400,000. Right. Your lot costs, a standard lot cost today, what, 140,000 maybe? Gotcha. At least. Mm-hmm. Okay. A builder cannot build you a house with 200,000. It's not doable. It's based on inflation. And that's part of the problem why the market is is holding strong. Property values are holding strong. Right. Is because we still have pent up demand. People want to get out of their rental property and buy a house, mm-hmm. but there's lack of inventory. Well, builders aren't going to build houses at 300,000. And maybe that's what you can afford. That's where maybe comes into play and we help you find a house. Folks, you know, I am a firm believer. You just need to get into the real estate game, period. Get started. Maybe a condo is the right answer for you. Um, you know, condos have uh, have historically been good starter places to to get your feet wet. And then at that point, live there for a while, save up some money, build up some equity, right. move up to a townhome or uh, maybe then take a leap to single family or a duplex. I've had people that have owned the property for three to five years and they've they've walked away with thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars in equity and now they're buying their single family home. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's better to pay your own mortgage than to pay your landlord's mortgage. Okay? All day long, every day. Paying yourself, basically. And if you have a good record of those things, then you're not doing anything different than you'd be if you have, I mean, yeah, you signed a bunch of papers <laughs> kind of thing, but you're not doing anything. You're still just paying your living expenses. I do month. I do want to talk to the folks out there that might be struggling with their mortgage. If you find yourself really struggling, you're you're not able to keep up. We need to talk to you immediately. Let's have a conversation about what your options are. Um, Call me. I'll look at all your finances. I'll look at every single opportunity that you potentially have. And and I'm not going to candy coat it. I'm going to give you your options, one, two, three, and four. All right. Ultimately, you get to make the decision as to what you want to do. But use this 20 plus years of experience on my side and 20 plus years of experience on Mimi's side to help you. And that's why I'm putting a horse on my card. (laughs) 
I don't know. That's how what we I'm saying. Hey, I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. Just I didn't mean I to know. age you. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> she actually got into you real can't... estate when she was 10, folks. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Exactly. No. Um, so there are lots of steps. Yes. But I would say the key thing to do for you buying a property, whether it's your own single family or if it's an investment home, is to get your team together. Um, you need to establish an accountant, uh, your attorneys, whether you're going to do LLCs, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And Phil will cover this next week when uh, we come back for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Right. So in the meantime, remind everybody where they can get a hold of you. You can text or call 651-578-2218, mortgage or real estate. Right. Best way to reach me is 651-238-6748 and go Vikes. Yes, and you can find this episode and previous episodes at our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword red hot.